Hello, Wisdom and Wellness. Welcome to another podcast. I'm so excited. I realized that our community spans across Africa, Kenya, Ghana, Nigeria, even like outside of Africa. We've got so much following and we've got a beautiful community. So today I wanted to bring someone special who I met about two years ago when I was in uh, Kenya. And before that, I want to let you guys know what we're talking about. I want to talk about setting sustainable health goals for the year. Not just social media health goals, but actually sustainable health goals that are good for you, good for me, and also retainable because we see social media and we think we have to look a certain way, we have to do this diet, 10 burpees, do this, but there's a better way of doing it. And who better uh, to invite, and she's no stranger here, than Coach Roseanne. She's the founder of Treasure Fitness, Hey Sugar, as I know her. And also, she transformed her life after a health scare post-children. She has had her own personal struggles and has used that to help other women. Let us welcome Coach Roseanne. Hey, Mpumi, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction and thank you so much for having me in your community. I do not take it for granted. I appreciate you. Um, I connected with you about two years ago when you came to Kenya and I thought, yeah. you know what, this girl needs to come back more to Kenya. I need to come to South Africa. I just loved your energy. I loved your um, everything about you, what you spoke to us about yeah. during that conference. And I appreciate you again so much for having me here. And also for inviting me during uh, Speak Life September. Speak Life September. Yes. That you literally held the fort for me when you were doing um, the class. I had just landed in Dallas, I think, for a conference. And so, I like, I hadn't been connected on the internet. So I'm trying to check, how's everything yeah. going? And my team members were like, listen, Coach Roseanne is like, it feels like she is part of wisdom and wellness. It doesn't even feel like we have a stranger on. And I could literally exhale because I knew that our community was in safe hands. And I said, I would show up for you. And I'm, yeah. and I'm grateful for that feedback. I appreciate that. My heart has always been to help other women. And for you, even with Speak Life September, when I started seeing that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I want to be a part of this because this is exactly yeah. what we need in the world. How do we speak life to ourselves? Because it's not just about living life and not about doing what everyone is saying, but what are we telling ourselves? What are we saying exactly. to ourselves? Because that's the most powerful weapon. What's going exactly. on between our two ears? It's what we're speaking to ourselves. So thank you for that amazing time and introducing me to your community i don't take it for granted Mkumi. thank you thank you amazing let's get into some icebreakers okay Ooh, the first okay. one if you were to create a signature workout move that represents your coaching philosophy what would it be and why does it embody your approach a signature workout move you know what yeah. it's not a workout move but it's actually okay. what we already do okay okay it is so simple. It is walking and I'm going to tell you to do squats at every mile marker. Now ask me why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mile in kilometers. I'll have oh, to do kilometers. that conversion. Let's do kilometers. Yeah, like kilometers. every kilometer yeah. you yeah. do, you do like 20 squats. Now, why is that? I've always said it's about being functional. And I, mm -hmm. I use this because my grandfather at 97 years old was so strong. He would mm. walk. I remember this day, my husband and I had come to visit in Kenya uh, and I saw him from, from a distance. And I was like, that's my grandfather because he had this hat that, that he used to wear. And he was yeah. walking, 97 years old, sure. tall and strong. And that image has never left me. Then I sure. go back when I moved to the States because I moved to the States for college. 
I remember I used to work in a nursing home, so trying to make money as a student. And I saw young people as young as 50s, in their 50s, immobile, mm. not moving their bodies as much. Sure, and unbeknownst sure. to me, those images have stuck in my mind so much because I can yeah. see the two, what's possible, it's and I can also style. see exactly what would happen if you're not moving your body. So move your body. And then why, why am I adding squats? Because yeah. our lower body has the biggest muscles, muscle groups. A lot of us are sitting down. We've adopted that Western lifestyle. We don't move as much. So let's just squat and activate those look. larger muscles, your glutes and your quads. That's it. So walk and squat. How's that? Listen, I, I believe I believe in walking. So I'm a runner. I love running. But you I are. realize that as I'm getting, and I'm not old, I'm getting in my <laughs> 30s. Um, because I do such intense workouts, my knees if I want to be working out at like 80, 90, I can't be running those distances all the time without stretching and all of that. So I'm just like, you know what? At 80, 90, I still want to be strong lifting weight. So if it means I pause with the running and I do good walking, then that is, that is, that is it. And it's so, so much fun. And listen, and you asked how sustainable is it? Think about it. Yeah. The running, what does it do to your knees over time? Mm, you got it, girl. Yeah. But yeah. walking yeah. is such low impact. And a lot of people tend to underestimate the power and of it. And yet, yeah. you're still going to burn calories if you just go a yeah. longer distance. I mean, there's just so much evidence as there's to why so walking. Many ways. Yeah. And then think about it. It helps declutter your mind. You're not stressed. If you're, in fact, if you're depressed, I always say, first thing, get out in the sun, go for a walk. In no nature. phones, stay yeah. in nature. You're going to feel so much more different. So yeah, so sustainable. Yeah. Okay, second icebreaker. What's your biggest guilty pleasure? Uh, no doubt. Listen. <laughs> it is two, okay, there's two of them. There's one. one uh, there's, there's one. Okay, I'm going to say it's chapati. So I've always heard you say chapati. I need you to break it down because you every time I've heard you speak, you will, for a fact, <laughs> mention chapati. Break it down. What is That's chapati? It. It's simple. It's white flour mixed okay. in oil and water. And some people use salt and sugar. So I like mine a little bit salty. You make okay. it into a dough like you're about to make a bread. But then you break them into small, dough, uh, small round doughs. You roll them up. Then you yeah. fry them in oil on both sides oh my deep goodness fry? let me tell you not no no fry. not deep fry not deep fry. Oh, okay. just fry you fry and then yeah. you brown them so they look like the crust of a bread like look at uh, bread that brownness but yeah, then it has yeah. like a nice <laughs> that, that a guilty pleasure without a doubt that so it. So... <laughs> it actually sounds like it sounds almost like i think it's a roti we call it roti but i was just like it is roti. it is roti is it roti oh it is okay, roti. okay it is a roti it is a roti that makes sense Okay, yeah. last question. What's the strangest fact that you know in life? Like something that you know that you don't think anybody would know that you know this? <sighs> the strangest fact in life that I know that yeah. people do not know? A fact that people well, do not know. You could know it, and you just, but you just happen to think about it. Mm, okay. Okay. A lot of people would be surprised to hear this, but I have social anxiety because <laughs> nah. i come off as very um strong extrovert um in fact i'm getting nervous just talking about it but one of my goals this year was to be a, a lot just to be to be true to who i am and just share my truth yeah. i'm even sweating a little bit and that's one of them um i do have some form of social anxiety um that tends to keep me sometimes it can keep me away from being with people 
mm. which I know when I've when I've shared that with people, everyone's like, "What do you mean?" Because when people, what do you mean? Me, I'm yeah, there, I'm smiling, I'm talking, very yeah, welcoming. But that can yeah. I think a lot of us do mm. struggle. I, I don't know if I would call mine so. It is a bit of social anxiety, but it's like you always need mm. to like go back into your space, regroup. Because I, yeah. for one, don't do all in small talk. Like for me. Um, every interaction has to be meaningful. So when I'm going in a space where I'm not sure, can I have meaningful conversations? Or it has to be like, then I get that bit of anxiousness. I think a lot of us, um, we kind of have it. I think a lot of us do. Okay, good. And and yeah. that's exactly what it is in Pumi. That small talk, I have to yeah. go in with a plan. Why yeah. are we meeting? And yeah. that way, it's going to be so much easier because I feel like my brain has been directed to, okay, this is what we're going to be talking about. It's very clear. It's yeah. very specific. And it's easy for me to speak. So you're right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Let's get into our conversation. So you, at 29 years old, found out you've mm. got cholesterol, right? Um, this is after you had just had a baby. And this yes. moment was very striking to you. Firstly, mm. what makes you go check your cholesterol at 29? Because I know a lot of 29-year-olds are not checking their cholesterol. And secondly, what happened mm. to your mind in that moment? Oh. If I can tell you there was one thing that shook me to my core, that was it. Now, what got me to go mm -hmm. there? Every year, uh, I remember I went to college in the States. So one of the things that they used to encourage is every year, just go for a physical checkup. You have insurance, so you might as well use your insurance. And so do a physical checkup. So it sort of became a thing. It was ingrained. So I'd started doing that, I believe, from 22, 23. So it was just a thing at the beginning of the year. Just go do your fat checkup or any time during the year. So this time I go, and remember, I've been going every year. So yeah, when I go, I get that. a call back. Right. So when I got a call back, that was the first shock because my sisters who are in the health field had always said, anytime you get a call back, just know something is wrong. Mm. So immediately I got a call back. I knew something was wrong. They, remember, they yeah. had never called me all these years. Sure. So I'm sitting down with the doctor in the office and he's like, yep, yeah. all your numbers look good, but there's a number that we don't like and it's your cholesterol numbers. And so I'm giving you three months to bring these numbers down. If they are not down, we're going to put you on medication for the rest of your life. Now, huh. and then in the process, he then tells me you're also obese. Now, Mpumi, you know about identity. And yeah. while then I wasn't able to connect identity with that, but I remember him pronouncing me to be obese. And I also remember in that moment rejecting that obesity. Sure. That was the first one. I was like, I don't want to be called obese. I don't identify with obesity. That's just, it just did not even enter in the realm of my thinking. Mm. But walking out of that doctor's office with a three paper pamphlet, when he says, bring your numbers down. For me, in that moment, I had been handed a death sentence. For me, sure. I had associated cholesterol with an old man's disease. In my yeah. head, you had to be 90 something year old. You had to be a man. If you have cholesterol, you're checking out of this world. That's what I thought. That's the story I had. So I thought, how does this happen to a 29-year-old woman? It mm. just didn't make sense. And so walking out, while Pumi, I used to, I was overweight. I was hiding my body in bigger clothes. I, my knees were hurting. My lower back was hurting. All those things had been happening. And my body was whispering, like, okay, girl, you got to do something. Something's happening, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but sure. I was ignoring it. So this cholesterol was the biggest wake-up call. So walking hmm. out of the doctor's office, thinking I was going to drop dead of a heart attack. That's what I was thinking. I was like, correct. <laughs> you thought the it's worst true. case possible scenarios. Look at the brain and where our brain takes us. I was like, man, I'll just walk out on that. Who's going to raise my baby? That's the other part I was asking. Who's going oh. to raise this child of mine? I've just got married. I mean, listen, I was, I mean, you just go through. The, it's almost like the worst case scenario, like you said. Mm. So my mind in that moment was, 
He says he wants to see me in three months. Now, remember, I didn't know anything about the body. I wasn't in uh, this field, what I'm doing now. So everything was I had to go learn. So I remember going to the library and getting books on heart attacks. By the way, that, that's what I got. Books on heart attacks, uh, books on uh, how to reduce your cholesterol. That was the focus. And so yeah. I came back home. And that's the mindset that I took on. We mm. have to bring these numbers down. I don't know if they're going to be down in three months, but I will do whatever these Everything books tell me possible. to do. Yeah. Everything. I went to the YMCA in Lowell, Massachusetts. I started working out. Um, and at that time, I didn't have a trainer. I was just doing everything on my own. I went and I got the books. I started looking at what are the things I need to do. I started implementing the steps that would tell me. And so when I went back after three months, he took my lab, my numbers again, and mm. he said my numbers had come down. Sure. And in that moment, what happened in my mind was I was shocked. And mm. I was shocked because I didn't believe the body can change that quickly. In fact, I was shocked yeah. at how quickly the body can change. Mm. And so knowing that the body can change is something on the inside of me opened up Spot, and I yeah. became, became curious, like, oh my God, if I can do this in three months, what else can happen? And yeah. that's the approach that I took. Okay. Mm. If three months I can reduce my cholesterol, um, can it stay down? Cause I remember telling him, can I come back next week? You check it again so that I'm clear. He's like, no, you're good. Okay. Can I come back next month? So that we are absolutely, <laughs> absolutely sure they're done. He's like, yeah. you're fine. You're great. good. You're good now. Yeah. You're good. You're good now. So I, when with that uh, awakening and with that awareness that something has shifted on the inside. So I just started working on myself. I started continuing to the gym. Now I'd lost some weight, not much. Uh, and so I hired a trainer. I uh, mm. helped me with my nutrition. I had a trainer who would help me with my, um, with my fitness. And yeah. it was an investment. This time my husband and I, it like we had a lot of money. So it was a significant investment. And listen, in Boston, when you're investing for fitness, you invest for a year. It's a contract for a year. So okay. I wasn't so even you sure. You can't just decide like I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's you're paying all this money, but you're not even sure whether you're going to commit. So I, I truly wasn't sure I was going to be able to commit for the entire time. But what I knew is I was going to show up every day. That's all I knew. Yeah. Yeah. And the day, Mpumi, I knew that I knew that I knew I was committed. It was snowing in Boston. Mm. I was on route three going to the gym. Schools yeah. had been shut down. Um, roads had been shut down. And I remember thinking, my trainer is crazy. How does he have boot camp and everyone else is shut down? And you know, I showed up and there was two of us. And as I was driving down, that's when I knew, oh my God, you actually want this. That is such a beautiful thing that you mentioned because I think it doesn't matter where we are. It, it's not, it doesn't even have anything to do with Jean's personality. It's just you had made a decision to show up. Literally this morning, um, I was tired. I had been preparing this whole week and I went to gym because my trainer's waiting and that is my money. He charges me per hour and one thing I'm not doing is wasting my money. <laughs> and I showed up yes. and he had this workout plan and I'm thinking, I have such a long day today. Maybe I should ask him to ease up, but I didn't. And towards the end, he was doing these incline um 30 minute runs 10 incline mm. and it's going fast and fast and the last one he wow. did it for a minute and towards 45 seconds my whole body is begging me yes. to stop yes. and my head is now playing this one side of the brain is saying it's not like anyone's gonna know you stop you're not gonna die you'll just try again next time and this one brain side is saying imagine what you'll feel like if you finish hold on for 15 mm. seconds and it felt like the longest 15 seconds of my life but when I was done I felt like wow and that part of my morning gives me confidence throughout my day that if I could 
hold on for an extra 15 seconds while I'm out of breath. My knees are crying out. What else can I do? Compare the person you were um, before 29, before the diagnosis. Um, can I call it a diagnosis? Yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, before the diagnosis, where was your mindset? Which ki- what kind of woman were you, number one? What mm-hmm. kind of woman did you watch yourself become in the process? Mm-hmm. And what kind of woman are you now? And I'm thinking mental clarity, vision-wise, yeah. overall. Yeah. yeah. Before, I was living life. I honestly was not even thinking about my body. I wasn't thinking about my purpose in life. I was just showing up and I was just doing life. Yes, I wanted to do things. I'll tell you, actually, that's such a great story. That's such a great question, sorry. Because also during that season before, I knew God had called me for something. I knew deep down what I was doing and the work I was doing in corporate was not Mm. it. Like Mm. I knew. But mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. And the only way I know, I remember, we would be hopping on a plane. This is the analogy that I have. Because this is what I used to tell God. I'd be telling God, when we were sitting on a plane, let's say we're going to visit either my husband's family in California or whatever. I specifically remember two times. One as I was coming to Kenya, holding my daughter, sitting in the plane of the car. And as we're sitting there, I remember talking to God and saying, I feel like I am stuck. And I feel like I have so much in me, but I don't know what it is. And Mm. every time the plane would be taking off, I'd pray to God and I'd be like, God, I want my life to be like this plane that's taking off. Because I know there is something in me, but I don't know what it is. So before, that is where I was. So after I got high cholesterol, I didn't even know that this is what I was going to do. In fact, I remember thinking, I have just been thrown back. Like, I remember yeah. thinking, my goodness, are you seriously telling me now I'm dying? I know mm-hmm. I have so much in me. I know I'm going to die. So as I worked on, it didn't even connect until after several years of doing this work for me. Mm-hmm. How did it connect? People would come and ask me. So now I've lost a ton of weight. Uh, obviously, people are seeing the, the body. They can see the change, but they don't realize I started because of my cholesterol. But now I've lost a ton of weight because I've moved from like a size 15 do you know I got to a size zero, whatever size zero is, okay? Like, I just, I was like on it. Like, that's the mindset I had. We're going, and we are going all out, yeah. okay? It's yeah. also the power of the body. Remember, I'd also said I was curious to see what can the body do. So anyway, that's where mm-hmm. we were. But I worked so hard, and at some point, it dawned on me. When the women came in, the day I knew, when I started coaching women at Shed Park in Lowell, Massachusetts, I started with my two sisters. By the end of that summer, I had 28 women. And this time, I remember telling my husband, okay, I want to go back to work. Let me actually back it up a little bit. I was about to go. I had become a stay-at-home mom, so I wanted to go back to work. So I remember telling my husband, I kind of don't want to go back to work because it's the same thing. And I'm, I'm not sure what I want to do. So this mm. time, remember, it's several years where now I've worked on my body and I've changed my nutrition. And then he goes, but Shiko, which is my, my name, Shiko, but Shiko. Everyone, all the time you talk about nutrition, you talk about fitness. When people come home, that's all you talk about. In fact, he said, you're a party pooper because that's what you talk about. And I told him, but people are asking me. (laughs) People are asking me, so I have to share what I know. And so he says, so why don't you do that as a career? And then I looked at him and I said, but I enjoy it. Mm. Then he looks at me and he says, you watch Oprah all the time. And Oprah says, the thing that brings you joy, the thing you don't feel like you're working, that's what you're called in the world to do. 
that was another aha moment. And so when I started doing that, now this is where when the women came in and I started working with them. After mm. a couple of that summer, when I worked with them, three of them came back to me. One said I was on insulin. My doctor is said, whatever I am doing, keep it in. Another wow. one, high blood pressure. Their medication started getting reduced. The doctor said, whatever you're doing, keep it in. That's sure. when it dawned on me. Oh my God, I think this, this is it. This is it because sure. I can see the change and the impact. And so that's now the second mindset that I had. It was, wow, it's about actually changing people's lives. Before you even move on from that, I didn't want to get past it because I feel like that is such a healing ministry. Like we think healing should only be um, like you should lay hands over people and ministries in a building or calling needs to be on a stage. But the fact that just on one-on-one -on -one interactions, doing what changed your life, you are able to to be part of somebody else's healing journey and you Listen. hadn't even figured and you didn't even have a name for it. You hadn't figured it no. out, but God was still no. able to use you. It's incredible. Continue. And so that's, 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 that's the part. And for me, I've also come to realize we all, God speaks to us very differently. And yeah. for me, I'm a, it's like I move and I figure I'm one, I, as I'm working along, I'm like, Oh, okay. Then it kind of makes sense. Right. So I've always said, don't compare your journey with anybody else's because God's going to speak to all of us very differently. So me, I know once he says something, I go and then I'll be like, all right, do the following. And so working with those women, I started now working with them. I opened up um, a gym. I, I rented a Taekwondo studio on Middlesex Street. Like I'll never forget these tiny little things. So there's a group of one of the ladies who I had impacted. When I opened up this gym, now, now remember I was doing that for free in the summer. I was doing it all for free. Oh. Sure. So when I opened up the gym, I wasn't sure if anyone was going to come. My husband, oh man, I don't know, this always gets to me. But she, that oh. woman, brought droves of women the first day. Oh. Droves of mm. women walked into that gym. And um, the... <clears throat> Because I'd removed some money from our savings. This is the way mm. I would know how to tell this story. I was able to pay that money within the first month. And that sure. was because this woman, for whatever reason, however God used her, decided she would bring all these women in for me. Sure. 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 You know, even as you pause and you reflect, I was, while I was on my walk, I was just thinking of all the things that I'm trusting God for, you know, where, you know, when you yeah. put yourself out there, but there's no, and, and faith is, it, you, you hope, but there's no, there's no substance. You don't know if it's yeah. going to happen. And yeah. it's as if the Holy Spirit whispered to me that Moses had to be in front of the Red Sea in order for God yeah. to part it. Yeah. If he had, if he stayed mm -hmm. at home mm -hmm. and was waiting for it to part, yes. it wouldn't have happened. But he walked. Yes. They're leaving. And only when he got there, did he see it yes. parting. And I think Almost even for you, as you share that story, I think of that, that you didn't know whether you're going to get your money back. And sometimes we hold on so much and we, we, we don't do what we're called to do because we're waiting yeah. for the seed to be parted first. We're waiting for the people yeah. to come first. But it's like, God says, well, then that's not faith. Like how, yeah. how is that trust if you know exactly how it's going to play out? Sure. Yeah. How will you know? And so for me, that moment on that day, that specific day one, day one, I knew I was on the right path. And I just, it was such a visceral feeling and a knowing that God was mm. in it. And that's how sure. I knew God was in it. And so even for anybody out there who is, you know, they're on a journey and they're not sure. I love that analogy you've given. You must be in front of the Red Sea for each two parts. So it's right that whole part. thing. You've got to put yourself out there. 
And then for you, really observe and really notice what's God saying and what's he doing in that moment so that you can hold on. And for me, that has been a landmark. It's been a landmark. When things are not going well or when the goals are not hitting the goals that I hit, I always go back to that day because I always tell you, "Mm -hmm, I remember what you did on that day. I saw you show up for me in a way I hadn't even thought. And so I'm expecting you to show up again and again and again. So yeah. yeah. So that's what happened and it's grown since then. And then when we moved back to Kenya, for me, I knew that again, going back to that landmark, I knew when we moved back to Kenya in 28 years ago, nine years ago, 2015 mm-hmm. is when we moved back. Mm-hmm. So having, I'd stayed in the States for 20 something to 22 years. So coming back to Kenya, <clears throat> doing my research, is this going to work? This is what I know God's called me to do. And listen, I had taken prayer, I had done fasting. I had asked God, is this what you want me to do uh, before we moved to Kenya? Pumi, let me, can I give you a quick story there about that move? Give me a story. I love the stories. Okay. 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 So we had planned, we had done our vision board, my husband and I, and we had put our intentions out or what are the things that we want to do? And so we'd say by the time we turn 40, we would want to be in Kenya. Now I wanted to move back when the kids were younger because I needed the help of the girls. So when mm. it wasn't apparent we were moving back, I switched my mind and I was like, all right, me, I'm going to stay in the States, forget Kenya because me, I need to move to Kenya to be helped with the kids. But as we moved on, as the kids grew, we're like, you know, let's move around when we turn 40. So we wrote this down. Uh, and you know how you write and then you put it aside and you put it to God and, and forget, we prayed and yeah. we're like, okay, I hope that happens, yeah? And, you know, this is what's why surrender, I'm telling you, is so powerful. Because mm. we wrote it down. We had the right intentions, put it aside. And in August of that year, when we turned 40, my husband mm. got a call. Actually, it was a LinkedIn. He got on LinkedIn. Mm. Someone is starting a startup in Kenya. Would you be interested? And it was in education. And he's in education. Oh, man. As soon as I saw that email, like, you know how you know your cellular level? You feel it? I was like, man, God. Sure. But why do I say man, God? My business had grown. And now I was now actually in the process of looking for a bigger space. Yeah. And in the process of looking for a bigger space, my husband said, listen, it's not like we've taken, I've accepted to move back to Kenya. You keep on looking, you might find something. I just may not decide to move. I may not decide to take this uh, position in Kenya. So I continued looking. He's um, doing his thing on the side. I'm doing my own thing. Literally, we get to a crossroads because the minute I find a space in Chelmsford, Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. he's like, all right, I -hmm. love this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I took a weekend away to pray. I had my friend take my kids and I was like, I need to be in prayer because this does yeah. not, you know, my business has grown. I am looking for a space. This time moms are like, let's bring our children. You know, like maybe after school, can we drop the kids at the gym and at the gym they can be working. And like I had all these different ideas yeah. of the things I could do. So for me it was prayer, yeah. fasting, a whole weekend, mm. clean to the house, music, Bible reading the whole nine. And I felt peace. I felt mm-hmm. peace about moving to Kenya and because I wrote the pros and cons of moving mm-hmm. and staying. So you're just not praying, but you're also writing and putting everything yeah. on paper. And it became very clear. We're going to mm. move. And then they felt the peace. So coming back to Kenya, I wasn't sure it was going to work. And sure. this is the, how the God that we serve. God, it's funny. I, I didn't remember I started with my three sisters. Yeah. When I moved to Kenya, I started with three friends, three okay. ladies who I didn't know. While I grew up in Kenya, I didn't grow up in Nairobi, so I was really moving to like a new place. Yeah, new place. Uh, all yeah. my girlfriends, uh, most of them, yeah, they had all moved moved around. But God only uses a few people, sure, because those it. three people, that's how the business began to grow. 
And I've given all the glory and all the honor to God because I've always said, I, you never underestimate his power in my head. I knew it. Listen, this is the thing for me. I was like, he's going to give me, there's going to be like hundreds of women that I'm going to meet when I come. That's what I thought initially. I started with those three, but those sure. three out of that multiplied. I believe in the principle of if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. And I think even with our bodies, I, 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 I don't think of my, I don't know if you do this, but I don't think of my life as my spiritual life as just God just wants me to pray. I think in as much no. as God wants me to pray to fast, my spiritual life is important. It's directly connected to how I treat my physical body. It's directly connected to how I treat and, and how I feed my mind. And so I love the connection of your story because it's almost as if when you decided to take care of this body, this vessel mm -hmm. that God can mm -hmm. use, it's like he opened up your mind and your spirit to receive what he wants to do um, in your life. And it's just such a beautiful story. I actually saw your post the other day where you wrote that you were, you were meeting up with um, some high school friends. And... A common question um, with wisdom and wellness is that how do I navigate friendships? You know, I think as growing up in social media in our 20s, 30s, it's getting harder. And even with our careers, it's getting harder yes. and harder to navigate relationships, especially friendships. So how have you managed yeah. to navigate friendships, know when to let go, know who yeah. to keep around you, just like that community yeah. aspect of your yeah. life, your goals? How have you managed that? It's very simple. It's very value-based. If we have similar values, we're going to be friends. If we do not have similar values, it's very quick for me to let go. Um, and it's also very easy for me. I'll be, it's, it's easy to, let, to, to know someone who has similar values as you do, right? Our values are, they're all different, but there's usually like a core that yeah. are very similar. And so yeah. it's just, that's, for me, that's very important. So we have to have similar values. Secondly, I am such a huge encourager and I'm such one who wants to see women win and I want to see you win in life and I want to see everyone do well in life. And if I get a hint that you, and, and I observe this, by the way, I observe how you treat other people. And if mm -hmm. I get a hint that even the waiter, you are treating them badly, that for mm -hmm. me is enough to let me know the kind of a person that you are. Wow. So for me, values are very important. And how you treat people for me is critical. Uh, I don't yeah. care for me if you're the janitor or if you're the CEO, we are all the same. We yeah. are all the same. And the yeah. minute you begin to see human beings as human beings, that's when you just never know. You just never know how God's going to use that person or even mm. raise that janitor to become that CEO. You don't know what's yeah. in them because everyone yeah. I believe with everything in me has something in them. So when you're looking for friends, yeah? Always look for people who have similar values. Um, you, you, each one of us knows what those values are. What are the things that are very important to you? Important to you. Focus in on the those long term event. Yeah. Yes, whatever those are. Like I have some girlfriends. Um, for me, another value system is you know I, I have fun and I'm like to be outdoors and enjoy myself. My girlfriends don't like that, and it's okay. But do they treat people well? Yes. Are they people who respect our others? Yes, they do. So we still mm. connect on those key values, which are the values I believe bring us together as human beings. Mm. I love that yeah. you mentioned that 
you your girlfriends in as much as you like going out they don't like going out and that doesn't have to be a thing in your friendship as long as you know there's those core things that hold you together now i want to get into we setting our goals our body goals and a lot of us are going to start with doing 100 burpees and then we're gonna (laughs) cut out carbs and we're gonna no sugar for 90 days and i really have been that girl i have been a extremist and because of my personality it has worked for me but then yes. the burnout was as real as the extreme mm-hmm. so i might have I reached the goals but the burnout was so hectic and i had to take a slower approach and it's been really really hard because you feel like mm, i should probably cut out sugar again i should probably cut out this again i should mm-hmm. probably cut out this but then you constantly remind us that that is not the way so i want us to tell us about this holistic lifestyle and even to be specific a lot of people want to lose weight how can we set realistic goals to lose weight that don't feel like life is torture listen the first thing you've actually hinted it and you've actually said it you first must know your own personality Mm. and for you what i love is you have a sense of awareness i need to go hard because that works for my personality yeah but you also recognize when you go hard at some point, you burn out. And then what happens is there's a part of your brain that kicks in and it's like, because of the burnout, but I got results in the beginning. Why can I continue? But you're burnt out. So that recognition is very powerful because this is now what, what I call that crossroads of now. We got all the gap between where you are and where you need to be, which is your transformation. Now, for someone like you or anybody else, and for you, let's use that example because you've shared it, where for you, it's you go hard, you go quickly, you see results, but then you burn out. For you, the thing you need to work on is we need to work on your mind. And the key, the the thing that we are working on is recognizing that the day-to-day steps that you're taking are still adding up and are still leading to the goals that you want. They may not be as quick, They may not be as fast. So for you, it's really bringing and lowering the expectations of your goals. That's one. Secondly, I would actually encourage you to completely detach yourself from the outcome. Yeah. Detach yourself from what it is that you want to do. Detach. That's a a game changer. I know. I know. What is, what's going to happen is once you detach yourself from the outcome, it now brings you to a place of presence in doing your daily tasks every day without feeling the nudge to quickly go back to your old ways of we gotta move fast because you've removed the attachment to the outcome and now we're having you focus on day to day. Now, will your results be slow? Yes, they will. For someone like you who goes hard and who goes quick, the results may feel like they're super, super slow, but they're not. The difference is now what's happening is you're giving yourself some peace of mind, which is what you may lose when you go too hard, too quickly. So you're going to lose the quickness of getting the goal. You're going to lose that lure and the excitement of, oh my God, I'm going to get this goal. But what you're going to gain is the peace of knowing I will get my results when they come and I'm going to show up much more powerfully, be much more present as long as you're doing the work also, because th- this could be another part where yeah. you're saying, okay, I'll get the results. I'll see the goal. But if, you, uh, if you go at it slowly, you might be like, ah, let's just yeah. ease in. So you yeah. also don't want to carry that attitude and be like, oh, well, it's going to come when it's going to come. No, we're still at it. We're still doing the work. But now what we've done is we've removed that mental 
edge of feeling like it gotta happen, gotta happen, gotta happen. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I'm going to give you another example. So I have a friend who she's also a very self-aware person. The same way I know that this is my personality. She's also very self-aware. So she said to me, um, so she's doing some walking, right? She walks every day. Um, and, and, and she comes from, which you may correct me, she comes from a big, a naturally big family. So she knows that there's certain lifestyle that she has to adopt to. And so, um, sometime this week, um, she went and joined a group that was walking, but the group was now walking, I think like six kilometers in an hour. So these are fast paced, proper, wow. solid walkers. And I was so proud of her. And I'm like, Oh friend, these are great. You're going to achieve your goals. You should go again. And she's like, no, I feel broken. But because of my personality, I'm like, yes, but you'll be broken for a week and you'll be fine. I keep going. And she said, no, I know my personality because if I keep going like that, I'll be out for two for two weeks. So for someone like that who understands um, that they have to take it slower, but there's also the risk of never showing up again should they be a little challenged, how do they approach that lifestyle? A good oh, first lifestyle. Yes, there's two things I want to address. So if I forget, remind me about Big Body. Remind me that. Yeah. Um, so for someone like her, she already knows. It's this whole aspect of going hard too quickly, too fast, too quickly. And the fact that she came back under an hour in her walk, her brain immediately went into survival mode and immediately Mm. she projected into the future. And immediately she was like, I cannot survive doing this. This is not who I am. This is not something I find sustainable. So Mm. for her, that awareness, now this is what I want to let her know and anybody else who may be like her. The fact that you're going to go for a kilometer or 5K, 6K under an hour You can still do that 6K for two hours. The key for weight loss, it's about the distance. You got up, it's about, I want you to think about the distance. Time does help, but when you look at the research, it's very negligible or it's very little, the difference between someone who runs and someone who uh, walks the same distance, the same distance, right? But if you're looking to lose weight, the key is increase that distance. Now that's one. Secondly, you remember I said walking, why it's important. One of the things that has shown, when we talk about stress, if your body has a lot of stress, walking is going to help because what walking does versus running or going super, super fast, a slow walk actually de-stresses your body. And you release it. When we're stressed, you release a hormone known as cortisol. And that stress also comes up when we are exercising because exercise is a form of stress. Stress now, on the body. For her, during the walk, what is that girl going through? She's stressing. It beats yeah. the whole purpose. She's already stressing because she can already project for what she can see. Man, this is hard. This is fast. This is hard. Da, da, da. Her body goes into releasing cortisol because the, the body listens to what we're saying in the brain. And so she's feeling stress. Instead for her, I'm actually going to back it up. I'll say, listen, did you like the 5K? Was that distance good? Yes or no? If she likes the distance, but maybe the pace is what she didn't like, we'll be like, all right, keep that distance. Go at your pace, at a slower pace. Mm -hmm. And listen, and a lot of people, I want you to hear me on this one. You will still lose weight. Of course, you're going to watch your nutrition, even with a slower walk. In fact, for someone like you, Pumi, type A personalities, people who are go, go, go. Do you know what I'm going to tell you to do? Walk. I am walking. It is that's why I said to you, removing myself. Actually, I'll actually share this. Yeah. So, so I um I had comp- I had a I had an ectopic pregnancy um in 2021, yeah. right? And Sorry. when I when I, as I started going through therapy, I realized that's when that's the last time I felt 
in control of my body. Like my body belongs to me. Um, I can yeah. work out and it changes. Like that's the last time. After that, I my weight fluctuated. I obsessed over it. And it's just been such a, a, a really hard journey. Until um, late, around, I think, mid, last, Speak Life September last year, um, yeah. I was very intentional about changing the way I do things, right? I had done this before. I'm like, okay, let's slow down. But then I'd get back into it. But then I became intentional about slowing down and all of that stuff. And so part of it was every morning, I am going to take a 45-minute walk. This walk matters to me, one, because I need an extra 45 minutes in the morning to myself before I speak to anyone in the house because I need to. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I so this, I walk, it. <laughs> this walk, I'm going to use it to either tell God how frustrated I'm feeling or thank him because yes. I'm feeling grateful and excited, worship, yeah. listen to a podcast. This is yes. my time right and i give myself yeah. 45 minutes and i started walking and i started walking and i started walking and then um then i added training i think two months later because i missed it and i genuinely love um high intensity i love weight training yeah. so i added yes. it because i loved it right on top of my walking so now i do both and then yesterday as i was shopping for um, oh and then i went on the scale and then the scale has a move so i tell my trainer i'm doing all these things the scale is not moving and he says to me get off the scale <laughs> i said okay Boom. got off the scale left the scale alone haven't been on a scale and then this week as i'm preparing for my podcast shoots and i'm getting outfits i take my usual size medium and i try on and my stylist says to me girl that's not your size i'm like this has been my size for two years and she's like, no, that's not your size. And I said, okay, let's try a size smaller. But I would normally not do this because I know how to make me feel afterwards if the things don't fit. And can I tell you, I put on those clothes and they fit. And it's like, yes. I haven't gone on a scale. I haven't measured anything. I don't even have a measuring tape. You know how they say measure tape? Nothing. Haven't done any of that. And then I only realized that these daily habits, this walking that you're telling me about, it's adding so much joy, peace and result mm, that part yeah joy peace and result result yeah and can i tell you do, can i just jump in on that scale because yeah, i'm yeah. one of those and i love that your trainer told you to get off the scale because yeah. i truly believe the scale is one of the worst inventions that ever came because i have seen what it's done to a lot of women's mind yeah. and their value where a lot of us have set our value i at least that used to happen scale. to me by the way yeah story where i'd set value on a number and so i recognize what's happening you're doing because i've been watching you you're doing a lot of strength training so you're building yeah. muscle yeah you're walking so you're retaining the muscle and you never want to lose your lean muscle mass because that is your fighting power fat loss engine that fights for you so that's sure. why the scale doesn't work and that is why you're going to move from a medium to a small because you're losing the right weight you're mm. losing fat you're sure. not losing muscle and i don't want any of the women to lose muscle which happens and i'm not if you like to run run that's great but running also over time and if it's consistent you're definitely going to eat into your lean muscle mass and you never want to do that because lean muscle mass is what helps you burn your fat overall sure. so that i love that story because you're really just validating this whole thing yeah ditch the skill and just embrace either the tape or embrace your dress sizes i love it and congratulations mama thank you i feel great i actually want to jump into to food now so you don't believe yeah. in cutting your favorite food out and Not at all. we thank god for that because god knows i would <laughs> 
cut something out and then as soon as my husband is gone i will literally get a little <laughs> pack of wine cups and gobble them up and then come over like, i'm sugar free i'm sugar free um or even or if i manage to keep the things off you're just miserable you're cranky it's not fun for everyone and it's just it's just not it but uh i want us to talk about how you manage to keep your lifestyle you're going out and still feel good about yourself, confident and take care of you. How can we look at nutrition? Because one thing I know as well is that we could do all the walking, the training yeah. and all of that. But if we don't fix what's going in. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. And 80 to 90% is your nutrition. Even though I do say that's a 100% is mind, 100% nutrition, 100% movement. That just means if you want to change, it means whatever nutrition you're going to follow and whatever plan you choose to follow, you must be in it 100. And it has to be sustainable for you long term. So how do you make this last long term? The first thing I want you to do is do not eliminate anything. So my background is psychology. And what I have seen and I have known is I have seen the minute you say, in fact, in fact, I want you to go back and look at a two-year-old child. Remember mm. when your kids were two years old? That's the first time, the minute you would tell them, don't do something, what would they do? Do it more. <laughs> do it more. We yeah. have that proverbial two-year-old child on the inside of us. Yeah. Because the minute I say, don't eat chapati, the minute I say, no more rotis, the minute I say, no more wine. That's all you think about. That's all you're going to think about. Yeah. And that's all you're going to want. And so what I say is we're going to put everything on the table. We're not removing anything. We're going to eat more of the good stuff, more of the foods that are still going to help you lose that excess weight, mm -hmm. more of the foods that are going to help you balance uh, your insulin levels. We're going to eat more of those foods and we're going to enjoy the others in moderation. Mm -hmm. So we're also not saying you are not going, you're going to eat all these other foods fully 100%. No, that's not going to work that way. Mm -hmm. The key is that mind. You just let your mind know, okay, everything is on the table. We're not removing anything. And do you know what happens, Mpumi? Mm. Over time, you're going to realize the urge to actually want to eat these foods decreases. Yeah, yeah. It decreases. Yeah. So yeah. I want everyone to go with that thinking. You know, if I put everything on the table, what, and I know I can, I'm going to eat more of the good foods and I'm going to moderate. Yeah. So what you want to do is now, you got to begin to ask yourself, okay, when Brendan leaves, um, how else can I feel his comfort around without necessarily reaching for sweets? So sure. we're going to have to look for other things that are going to give you the same high, the same comfort, the same peace, but are not detrimental to your overall goals. Okay. And so usually what I encourage you to do is literally write a list down. What are these things? They feel good. They bring joy. So also you want to want to write when he's, when your husband is around, write. What does he make me feel? So write that down. Like be very clear. I feel peaceful. I feel joy. I feel da 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 da. Because already we know that's what the wine, wine gums do for you. Well, they the bring whole, the same yeah. things. But now you're like, mm, but I kind of don't, I would prefer to use something different than the wine gums. What would that be? So you must write a list down and you're sitting on it and you're looking at that list and you're saying, mm, this feels right for me. So mm. for me, I'll tell you, one of them would be listening to 90s music. And for whatever reason, and Vogue is who I go to. Yeah. And Vogue, whenever you see me listening to Envogue, just know something's going on and she's trying to work on her inside. <laughs> so that's what I'd encourage you to do. And once you do that, you will see and you'll notice. And then this is the part. The day he's going to leave, you're going to notice instinctively because you've been doing this for years. 
you will want to reach for the wine gums because your yeah. brain is already telling you, hey, it's gone. This is what we usually do. Remember, your brain wants you to survive and keep you safe and keep you feeling good. Then what you're going to say is, okay, we're going to try the thing, whatever that thing is. And that thing must feel absolutely true to you. And it must feel, yeah, yeah this is going to work. You must in that moment, between wine gums and unvogue, let's just use unvogue, you must choose and vogue in that moment because now what you're doing is you're beginning to retrain your brain that Building. this is the new thing that we're going to be working on. And that's sure. the gap where a lot of people get lost because they kind of still, because it's still going to feel, you're still going to feel a level of discomfort. So I want to be clear, but you must learn to train yourself to be able to do this. And that's why it must feel true to you so that the gap is not so big and it so feels big. like it's super. Yes, yeah. yes. What I know about yeah. habits is that we don't just chuck away bad habits. You have to replace it with a That's good it. one. So I'm going to ask you a few more questions that I just want you to answer literally in a sentence, and then we're going to wrap up. What do you know okay. about God for sure? Oh, that he is there. He is real. And there's no one like him. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I knew that in the third or fourth grade. He sure. talked to me below a jacaranda tree. And everybody, I've always told my friends that story and I was asking him who he is and I felt him as walking to our shop because my mom was a businesswoman and he talked to me that day and every so often he's always talked to me. I have different milestones. I journal, I write when he talks to me because for me, he speaks to me. Now the way he's been speaking to me is I just wake up with a verse and as someone who doesn't know how to cram verses, I'm not a crammer. I know that that was not from me. That yeah, came from God. So he's there, he's real and he's true. If you could say something to your body, that has carried you. I think you're late forties. Have you gotten into your fifties yet? I'm getting fifty this year, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Very big exciting. year. It's a big year. Yeah. What it would is, you like is. to say to your fifty-year-old body? I would like to thank it. Mm. Uh, number one, for can I tell you? I want to thank it for giving me cholesterol sure. because it's out of that that I got to learn not only my purpose but to help other people hmm. understand the power of your body healing by making the right choices. Hmm. Your body is powerful. So I want to thank it. I want to thank God for taking me through that journey because not only was it hard, but out of that journey, I was able to help. I'm able to help continue helping other people. Sure. I want to thank my body for my children because I've been able to carry two beautiful girls who are, one is in college, one goes to college this year. And I thank God that it's been able to do that. And I thank God because it will be strong even when I'm a hundred years old and sure. healthy. I want to yeah. thank God already for answering that prayer. Tell me um, your vision for this year. Have you gone, are you one of those who sits, who has a big vision board with lots of pictures and sets a lot of goals or are yours more linear or, or, or lean and focused? And yeah, which way do you go about your goals? If you look behind up there, my vision board is up there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> and I am, I am one who makes it very simple. Um, I set goals very differently. For me, it's what am I going to do? So I do not have an end goal. And I actually shifted that uh, sure. the last couple of years. Uh, while I'm all about having a time frame, I've realized we cannot control the time. And mm. so for me, I'm literally doing two things. One is with my body and the other one is relationships. Mm. Those are the only two things I'm working on relationship we're gonna go on more dates with my husband and uh with my body i am adding extra evening walks and dancing this year that's sure. it i love the dance and then part. what we're doing is 
Yes, we are doubling down. My team knows we've always had a word of the year. And I said, we're not going to have a word of the year this time. We hmm. already know what we're working on. What hmm. we're going to do is we're going to show up fully. So this show. year, show, show up, up fully. fully. Show That's up it. Fully. We're going to go to the wall yeah. of wisdom. Okay, give me a book. Um, no, let's start with a quote or a verse that you live by. I know you're not a crammer, so you can just mumble it up. <laughs> <laughs> person but but i do have though um he was very clear yeah I, it's on my vision board yeah i am the lord your god you shall have no other gods beside me that's sure. what i have for this year and i believe it's exodus somewhere yeah, Malachi, exodus somewhere, yeah yeah which book um or podcast do you think everyone should listen to or read there's a book it's here and it's on my it's in my library and this book i give every graduating student mm-hmm. mastery Mastery by John Green. By John oh. Green. Okay, mastery. Because why I think it's so powerful. I read it um, so many years ago, and I think it's the way it changed my life. It really helps you number one understand yourself and get to understand how people behave and how people live. And for someone who's leaving college, these are high school. These are traits that a lot of our kids are not taught. We were not taught. I had to yeah. learn these things um going to college. Um, so I, t- I want to teach my kids and I give it to them and a lot of graduating seniors. This is what I offer them. Um, I want you to read this book because I think it not only did it transform my life, I think it's going to transform them. It's a life book. It's a life I book. I love it. Mastery. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to fill in the sentence. A wise woman once said. Trust God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. And in all your ways, acknowledge. Knowledge. Proverbs. Well, so coaches, and obviously you do a whole lot of coaching and you take on um, women, you have an entire community as well. We have seen your transformation. More than that, I think in watching some of the interviews you've done, I've seen the mental transformation and how a person shows that it's as if a new life began in them once they started working with you. I don't think in as much as there's the physical transformation, I think it's so much more. Yeah. So how can um, how can the wisdom and wellness community be part of your community, um, be coached? Coached by you, any of that? How do we how do we join your community? Thank you. Oh, such a great offer and such a great ask. And honestly, I appreciate that, Pumi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Uh, if anyone wants to work with us, um, Hey Sugar is our signature program. It is the weight loss program. That's the most popular one because it's the one we started with. Uh, so if anyone is wanting to lose weight without dieting, you want to understand how do you incorporate your own cultural foods? How do you eat your own foods? Uh, we're not going to tell you to change, but we're really going to show you how to make it work for you. So Hey Sugar would be the program that I'd encourage you. If you've been on this diet for years and years and you still struggle, you know what to do. You yeah. know the things you need to eat, but you struggle. We have another program called Hey Sugar Live Mindset. Now, that mm. one is very specific to now helping you shift the way you think, helping you uh, bring clarity, helping you where you are stuck, helping you make the best choices, because that is really a mindset issue. And that really works well for corporate women or it really any woman who is stuck in her weight loss journey she knows what she needs to do but there's just something that is just not clicking so the mindset course is one that we started last year and so that will be the next uh, program that i encourage you to so thank you for joining thank you for asking Thank yeah, you. I will share your details. And I'm so glad that you're doing a mindset one because I think a lot of us um, from just from COVID and just how much mm. we're on socials, our minds have 
have gone to a different place and we need to right. bring them we need to bring them back and to believe who who God says about who we are yeah. um outside yes. of all the things we adorn ourselves with but um mm. i have to end our conversation here i'm so grateful that we continue to interact i know we're still going to do a whole lot more together um i know you're going to come to south africa we're going to have to bring it to south That's africa sure. too <laughs> um yes, and i'm going to have to yeah, I'm going to have to go with some South African girls to Kenya as well. And we're so grateful for the work that you do. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for today's conversation. Thank you for that. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. And genuinely, when you do come, I want to host you. So come yeah. home with your girlfriends. I yes. want to invite you. You have a dinner, like a day where you're okay. going to hang out with Coach Rosanne and I will <laughs> have you over for dinner. So I want okay. that's on me. So when you're here, just like, hey, Coach Rosanne. We're coming on these dates. I will have you over for dinner. So I'd love to have you and host you. We're so thank you. And thank you for having Thank you so much. Thank you. And just like that, we have come to the end of our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you again next week. Goodbye. Girl Pal, excitement is building as we gear up for our annual Unlimited Fest. If you missed out last year, don't make the same mistake again. So join us for two unforgettable days packed with inspiring speakers, incredible musicians, DJs, food, and a time and a half. This year is all about healing. Secure your spot now at www.unlimitedfest.co.za. Don't miss the experience of a lifetime. Unlimited Fest, where we heal, celebrate, and grow. See you there.